This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. This is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today. Uh, we are joined 3000 miles away. I'm in the Hamptons. I'm not in LA yet, but she's still having fun without me. Miss Sarah Frazier. Don't worry. You'll be here. We're taking everybody along. We have a very hot reservation this week at Hotel Bel Air. We're going to share with you everything we eat. And just to show you like behind the scenes, I mean, literally, we were going to start 10 minutes ago. And then I said to David, stop. I have to put a progesterone pill in my badge. I'll be right back. You know, I'm, I think I'm like pregnant. So <clears throat> is that what you have to do? Oh, God. Well, <laughs> enjoy that experience of these pills <laughs> in your vagina. Um, they but don't hey. feel anything. You know, this is anybody. If anyone wants to have a kid over 40, let me just tell you this. Just freeze your freaking eggs. Okay. If you're listening to this and you're 33, freeze do them. yourself a favor, spend $18,000. That's what it will be like whole kit and caboodle to freeze like 15 eggs that are going to be great quality. That's the storage fees for a while. Freeze them. Okay. I'm over 40. I'm doing blood tests every week, bitch. I got to put progesterone pills in my badge to keep those, you know, levels high. These eggs. Ugh. Anyway, I will give you a full report, but it is going well. Listen, yeah, you're offering to hear all this. Good advice to the ladies. You know what, though, Sarah Fraser? I've got good advice for the ladies, too. Tell me, tell me. We have a lot. Honeylove, honeylove.com slash put in code velvet. It is the be- Sarah, I'm not kidding you. I love Honeylove. Best shaper. And let me tell you something. When you go to bed at night, you know how like when you get home from like a, like a day of like working on the Sarah Fraser show and like you're so sweaty on like uh, under your bra. Well, guess yes. what, girlfriend? Not with Honey Love. It's going to be so comfortable. You could sleep in the damn bra. So honeylove.com, put in code velvet. And for now, you get 15% off. But hurry. It really is the most comfortable bra in the world. I, I, I swear to you. I'm obsessed. I love it. Yes. Okay. Well, I'm glad I sent you on that. Um, where I know where you want to begin, girl. I look at the smile on her face. I There's nothing Sarah wants to talk about more than Nene and Bethany. That's where you want to start. I can see it on your face. I mean, I could spend two hours. I I yeah. took notes. I dissected this. Um, Talk to me. First of all, but I, but you listen to it first, okay? What what is you? I like your take on it because you're really, truly, you know, one of the Bravo, you know, insiders. I don't say that you know lightly. You really Thank are, you. and you know, a lot of the players around these women, Carlos King, we both know Carlos, who's obviously had Nini on. I mean, what was your take on this two part Nini on Bethany? 
uh, take on who? Nene, Bethany, I mean, and we have, I mean, where do you want to start? My take on Nene or my take on Bethany? I mean, look, Giselle was on Watch What Happens this past week, you know, and they said to her from New York, your favorite franchise, and they said, who is the most overrated housewife? And she said, Bethany. And she said, I think Bethany is spiraling. I look, I, I go back. Well, here's my overarching thoughts. Nini, when Nini does interviews, I find her very engaging. It's like a little sad. We'll get into that, you know, in a minute. But I do find her like, you know, look, she's these people are all real life people, right? They're all different. You know, they're the same as on the show, but they're different. So I find like when Nini like slows down and has like a real professional interview, I find her like she's I'm interested in what she has to say. I do. Bethany is just again like there was one part in particular where she's just like yeah well like you were like trying to leave the housewives to become a real actress like Glee and you know and and Nini's like what no like no yeah like I had great acting parts but I wasn't like you're asking the guest a question she's answering and saying no she's like no, that's not really the narrative is kind of which and Bethany's like no 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 you had like a major show it was all about you finally they realized it was the new normal which was also Ryan Murphy but like she asks a question and, and Nini is giving an answer and Bethany's like saying like no 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 you actually were going to leave the housewives you wanted to be a real series like she's making her own narrative and I'm like she said five times that that wasn't the case she was doing both at the same time so as an interviewer I just find we're back to the Raquel thing of like Bethany just and I love I mean I really would love to have all these people that I interview and just be like, yeah, you were on like some TV show or something, right? Like you had a big part in it or whatever. Like so that's what she prepared. said. Right. What and then even that? with the housewife, she's like, there was some scene, like there was a car or there was a wig pull. Yeah. I mean, I say all the time on here with you, I don't remember anything, but you, you remember a general idea. And then I sit here and I Google it. Oh, that was season eight. So write down season, like, you know, every now and then I'll say something like, oh, was that season eight or nine? But not really. I have the thoughts in my head. And then I have to sit here for 12 fucking hours and Google it. Not that this chat here today is about me, but I just find once again, she's so just like all over the place, spiraling unprepared. What do you think? Well, I have one more question for you. Do you feel like you learned anything new about Nini and her case or uh, complaints against NBC Bravo and Andy? No, I don't. I, I feel like I knew most of it. I feel like I knew most of that already. Oh, you did? Okay. Most of it. Like, what did you learn? Well, I was going to say I'd start I'll start with the positives because I Let's did find I found this interview to be insufferable. I mean, and I, I, I told you, don't ever ask me. I will never listen to another Bethany podcast again. I, I'm done. I cannot. I've tried to be object- objective. I do. There, she had a couple good points uh, because I do believe the reality union is needed. And the two big points that I agreed with both the women on is apparently NBC owns a meme company or sold a meme company that licensed a lot of these women's images to these um, different, you know, apps that you download. And like they already have like a, a meme of Nini's face, you know, whatever, her teeth and all this stuff. Okay. Um, the women deserve a cut of that for sure. I mean, that deal is already done. They already signed contracts. So I don't know that they'll get it, but people in the future who are on reality shows should 100% get a licensing fee for their image. And the other thing they had a great point about is they repackaged housewives and distributed, distributed it on other networks, other companies in Australia. You know, Bethany talks about a story of going to Australia. Her face was on the back of a bus. She didn't even know they were being distributed there. So they're right. They deserve credit for both those. Um, but overall, this first of all, you can skip part one of this interview because that's kind of like everything we already know about Bethany, how she got, ca- uh, excuse me, Nini, how she got cast on the show, how she met Greg. It was fine. It was some of the some of the things I didn't know, you know, Um, but it was so boring. Part one. Part two, I did. The positives is I did learn a lot more about Nini. Like, what did you learn? Well, I felt like she she basically told Bethany she really wants to be an actress. She never wanted to be on reality TV. She really wants to act. That's always been her first love. I thought, you know, she she says, I'm 
I'm a woman that wants to be in a relationship with a man that runs the show. I want to be in a relationship where I don't think where he kind of makes the decisions. I I get it. I get it, girlfriend. You do. You do not. You could never be with a man that was telling you. That's what what everyone says. And your business. I couldn't either. It's nice to turn the the mind off, though, when you have a strong personality like Nene Leakes and I, you know, it's nice if someone just bitch slaps you and says, shut the fuck up and show up for dinner at 8 a.m. or at 8 p.m. And I don't want to hear a word out of you, bitch. That's kind of nice. So I kind of get it, Nene. (laughs) How did I make this about myself again? Well, because we we make it relatable to us and then our audience makes it relatable to them. Um, so I, I appreciated that. Okay. Like I think good for you for admitting the type of woman that you are. I felt like in this interview, I really felt how lost she is without Greg. I thought this interview was sad. At one point she said, I don't even, Nini said, I don't even know that I should be here. I am totally on the fence. You should, let me give you some advice. Okay. Some unsolicited advice to our listeners, someone who will become famous listening to us. If you're not Life is all about feelings, okay? Feelings you get when you you meet somebody. Do you feel this person is a good person? Do you feel they're a bad person? Do you feel there's something shady? A job environment, you walk in, how does it feel? If she wasn't confident about this interview, it was so sad, she showed up. Then she talked about Greg. If Greg were alive, he probably would would tell her not to do it. And I'm like, girl... I felt like we were listening to a woman who sadly is in her 50s, who has completely lost her confidence and in a last ditch effort, I think, to maybe see if Bethany, who, of course, will never help her. I mean, Bethany would look at you drowning and push you under the water uh, if Bethany would help. And Nini even says on the interview, gosh, I don't even know if I should be here because what the, what further doors are going to close? All of them. Let me just tell you, we heard them close when they wrapped the interview. I thought because and the other thing I think is sad is Nini has nobody in her camp or maybe she does. Nobody is telling her what why this is happening. Okay, and you know this. All right. I have been at a company where I spoke up and said what this person is doing is not right. I am banned from that company and others around it. Okay, when you sue somebody. The Kane show. Yes. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. This summer, the world must answer one question. Why has no one made a popsicle that gets you high yet? That's right, it's summer, and it's time for you to get your hands on America's new favorite product, Danksicles. 20 milligrams of THC in two great flavors, the latest and greatest innovation from IndiCloud. Is IndiCloud the greatest company to come out of America? Maybe. But what we do know for sure is that IndiCloud is the best way to get dispensary-grade cannabis delivered directly to your door, 100% legally. Yes, they ship legally to all states. No medical card needed. Whether it's vapes as big as your head, flowers you won't find in your mom's garden, or, of course, popsicles that get you high as What are you waiting for? Go to indicloudco slash spring24 and get discreet delivery on top-shelf THC products. Head over to indicloudco slash spring24. That's co, not com, to snag 30% off your first order. All of you who listen to this podcast on the regular know two things about me. I love reality TV and I love coffee. I mean, how many cups of coffee do I drink on average here per show? Three. But what you guys may not know is that the only coffee I love is Starbucks. I love everything about a Starbucks. Do you know that I'm such a regular here in East Hampton at my Starbucks that in the morning when I go in, I don't even have to speak to them. They literally make my drink because I'm standing in line and hand it to me when I go to pay. Now, as we head into the fall, my normal fall drink is usually the pumpkin spice latte. But this fall, I need to tell you guys about the iced apple crisp. 
This new drink is an iced apple crisp oat milk shaken espresso. Yum. Just let that sink in. Do you know how good this is? It's made with blonde espresso, creamy oat milk, and spiced apple flavors. Oh my God. You could sit back and you can enjoy all autumn long. So you guys have to try this and let me know what you think. And listen, order ahead on the Starbucks app. That's right. Order ahead before you get there on the Starbucks app and enjoy. Yes. I'll never work. I'll never work there again. No, there's no way. They'll never. No. I mean, you know, when you sue, and I never sued. I should have, but I never did. You know, you are completely blacklisted from a ton of companies because nobody wants to hire someone that has come in that they know if they do fuck up or they're somebody from the production company fucks up and says something to you you don't like or find offensive, or maybe it is truly racist, you're going to get sued. I mean, they're not going to take that risk. And all these people talk, but she in the interview to me did not, does not even realize that. And it's like, you're telling, she's wrecked by CIA. Now, maybe they, maybe her agents are, but nobody's sitting her down and going, girl, don't say a word. Let's settle this. You're going to get $10 million. Do not do any interviews. Don't do, mention anything and go and then create your own acting career. Okay. And to me, I'm like, she, at the end, you know, Bethany goes, did you make any mistakes? Nini literally believes she's made no career mistakes. I could name 10 I've made. I mean, everybody could. Nobody, I mean, you've owned an HR company. I mean, I'm sure you look back and go, oh shit, shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have hired that person. I should have been more aggressive here. No regrets, but mistakes, sure, yeah. Okay, she literally sat there. She said all this time to reflect. Then she says, well, I was treated differently than Vicki Gumbelson. Vicki Gumbelson called an employment attorney and she's back on the show. And it's like, Nene, because Vicky didn't file the suit, you chose to file the lawsuit. I'm sure a lot of the housewives have spoken to attorneys. Is this right? I felt like, oh, my God. And when they got into their friendship with Andy, honestly, I, I truly am like, I, I mean, Andy should countersue them. I mean, it's I just, found that the most. They're, they're so bitter. It's like they want to be his best friend so badly. Okay, then they so. talk about, oh, it was pathetic. Then they talk about this baby shower. Vicky had to shell out five grand. Kyle shelled out five grand. Nini. Apparently they, they all like, did, right? And they were like so pissed off to, to you know, file to shell out $20,000 for the guy's baby shower. Then don't do it. He's the one that's becoming the dad to be. He's paid you guys millions. Like, you guys are upset because you had to shell out five grand for his baby shower? Then- if you hated him so much, why are you? And, you know, maybe you're throwing that because it's the boss. I'm sure a lot of people do this, right? You got to kiss up to the boss or whatever. But I mean, my God, they were so bitter about throwing him a baby shower. And then Bethany didn't want to go because everyone was going to be there kissing the ring. And You guys, he's the fucking executive producer of Bravo. We put you on the map. Of course, you're going to kiss the ring. Like what? I, there were so many mistakes that these two women and and I don't know why Nini would give space to Bethany in any way shape or form Bethany is worth 50 million dollars this is a project for her to drive ratings to her TikToks her YouTubes and whatever else she's going to launch Nini to me I, I feel bad for her like she has no clue how to do it on her own it's like girl like you are not the first person in history for this to happen to call Melissa Rivers your dear friend Joan Rivers was blackballed after Johnny Carson in the 80s. Joan couldn't get on a network for 20 years. So what did Joan do? She pulled up her pants. She self-produced a movie with she and Melissa. She hit the road. She went to nightclubs that she was way above all across this country. And she built back. If Nene wants a career, you got to go back, honey. You're telling me you can't get in on shows in Atlanta, in New York. Like there, people will put you on. But I don't think- You think so? Think like, but in what capacity? Like, Nini should any, go, honestly- like, In any, Nini, she could be doing any form of theater. I mean, you're telling me like- She, she can't should do, do- any form of theater. Like She, she should do doing- live shows. I don't know. Look, I mean, the one thing, you know, people think, and we'll get into this whole thing with Vicky and, you know, because, right, like, you know, the one thing I did take away from this is that, you know, when I say that Nini's lawsuit is bullshit and then everyone says I'm racist, what I mean 
because it's not a microaggression. What I mean is that if you file a lawsuit knowing that you were not really treated differently, but you want money, which I have no problem with because I would do it. I've sued many a person in my life. You do it when there's money to be had. Listening to this interview, I might be taking back just like, I mean, I, I make mistakes. What I said and that I do now believe from listening to this interview, because you asked me what I learned. Uh, yeah, I do believe that Nini really feels these things. And so therefore, I if do. you really, truly feel these things, then who am I to judge? Because then that is a microaggression, David. And then you have to look at your own, um, you have to look at your own actions of why you think Nini's, you know, why this is, you know, and then that is a microaggression. That's the definition of a microaggression. You got to check yourself at the door, David, and examine these behaviors of yours. Um, so that's Here's what I, thing, so, but, the, but you know what I mean? So that is what I took away. I took away that she really believes I, these I things. Agree. And then therefore I, her lawsuit really isn't bullshit because it's not, you know, when I said it was bullshit, it wasn't that the network isn't racist, right? It was that she's not there and she sees this as a money play, which I don't, I don't criticize because I would do the same thing. But when you know it's bullshit, then you know it's bullshit. But now, after listening to this, I don't necessarily think her her lawsuit was bullshit because I think she feels this way truly, right? And you got the same impression. It was an authentic feeling. I always say there's two types of, of employees. There's an employee that wants to go in and they want to, they want to be, it's kind of like what she said about Greg or a man. She wants a man to tell her what to do. There are two types of employees. Some people want to work for someone. You clock in at nine, you clock out at five, you make a career, you buy a house, you get a retirement. There are other people that look at a nine to five as how can I use this because they have an entrepreneurial spirit? How can I use this to pay my minimum bills, but I'm working on something else, right? I'm using this as an opportunity because I want to go to this company or I want to become CEO. Nini to me is in the, the first camp. Nothing wrong with that. They're, that's terrific. But Whereas Bethany had the second mindset, right? Of I'm going to use this to make myself you know, like Bethany has that entrepreneurial mindset. I think the sad part is because you've worked for major companies too. When you work for a big company, I always say they want mediocre and they don't want stars. They want okay. you to bring your B list, 100%. They want you to bring your B list. And unfortunately, because Nini had been a stay at home mom and Greg, this is my armchair opinion. Because Greg had done, a, he'd worked in the corporate world. I don't think Nini knew that about this job, right? And we've seen this. Rena gets the axe when she's too big. Vicky got the axe when she's too big. Dorinda um, mouthed up and got the Dorinda, axe. You know, and and the only one, because I think <laughs> in a roundabout dumb way, Teresa sort of has him by the balls because I think it just worked that way, you know? Um, they didn't plan on it. Look, Teresa, again, right. I've been, other than this season, perhaps, I've been at filmings. Teresa is the first category. She is the employee. She does not care. She she is a great employee for Bravo. She shows up. She is so not interested. When the cameras get picked up, she will flip the table, do what she has to do. They edit in the dun dun dun, the, the, the mob music. We have church music on Salt Lake, and we have that scary music when Teresa is about to do something on Jersey. And then they say, caught. And then Melissa says to Margaret, you want to go get a drink at the bar? And Jackie says, wait for me. And Teresa's like, the mic pack is on the floor, and Teresa's like in the car in the back while Louis's driving in the front. Like, Teresa is shows up gets the 2.5 and heads heads the hell out of there that's that that's a good employee now this season she's given them a little bit of problems because she refuses to speak to the sister-in-law over there it is gonna but it's it's don't don't get me wrong bravo is i think oh like if look if Bravo really wanted her to speak to Melissa, they would say, shut the fuck up, bitch. You are speaking to her today and there's a scene happening right now. So I don't think anyone should kid themselves. Nobody wants another season ever till the day that we drop dead at our computers here and at watching our TVs of Teresa versus Melissa. Bravo knows that. Just go to my fucking YouTube and see all the comments about how no one will ever watch the show again if it's Teresa versus Melissa. And next season is not going to be Teresa versus Melissa. And they're just handed this gift on a silver platter that the two of them aren't speaking. So Bravo's actually like not upset with Teresa. They're actually like, don't speak to her. We don't care because we don't want you to speak to her. I'm sure 
sure they're going to save it all for the reunion. And that is going to be what it is. So this is actually serving Bravo too. So in a way, Teresa is doing, she's a great employee, right? To, to your point. And I, I don't know. But I'm Bravo's not a lawyer. Happy. You are. I wonder, is it going to be hard for Nini? I mean, they're still in some sort of negotiation. So I'm assuming she's probably going to get some amount of money. I guess it's like, to me, these two seemed so bitter. They want to be friends with Andy so badly. They want to be an insider. And to me, what I got from it is Andy's probably, I'm sure you've dealt with people like this. They always have favorites for a little while and then you're on to the next, you know? And it's whoever can help them, okay? That's kind of what Andy, who's hot right now, and Andy's not your friend. Most jobs I have found, you know, your your boss is never your close friend. You know, your boss is looking for information about other employees or keeps you close because they need you to to do X, Y, or Z. You know, most of us jobs are a job. Like you're saying with Teresa, you show up, you give them what you want. The best advice I ever got from, he's a great news agent, this guy, Gary McGrady, we worked together. He always said, when you work for a media company, it's their candy store. And if they want to put witches in the front windows, it's you just go up there and you put the witch. That's what they want. They don't want you going, well, we could make more sales if we did that. They don't, unless you, they ask you. They really want just you to like execute. running any company. Like you don't, like I said, yes. you, you want people to bring their B game. I, there's so I, many I, things you just said. I mean, the thing is, so that's what I, you know, yeah. So Bravo's thrilled that Teresa and Melissa are not speaking. Teresa is a great employee. I do think I'm taking it back. I think Anita's lawsuit is a little, I think it's authentic. The you thing do, is, see, I think she's good. See, I felt well, I no, walked away from the I, and thought she's going to have a hard time. Cause this no, is no, no, no. I, I, I think it's authentic in that she believes this, but I, look at, I, I, and I know everyone's screaming Monique, 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 and Vicky. Yes, I, I understand what Vicky, I mean, what Nini is saying that she says when the brown, her, her quote, when the brown girls act up, it's it's so much drama. And when the pretty white girls, are, these, these were her words, something like that when the doll white girls or whatever she said to Bethany act up, it's different. When Brandy Glanville was on my podcast, everyone should go listen to the two episodes. She said, I don't know if you know this, but Vicky was about to sue Bravo or sued Bravo. I thought the same thing you said. That is the difference, Nini, that where you don't see it, it didn't go anywhere. It didn't. I, I believe this is my belief and I could be wrong. When Vicky was let go before she was brought back as a friend, I believe what Brandy was implying was age discrimination. I believe I could be wrong. But my mind, my legal mind, I believe Vicky was trying to sue for age discrimination. Now, please don't throw out about Ramona's age or Carolyn Manzo's age. That is all useless. When someone's fired, there you go. I, that's what I believe she was trying to claim. And she she was going down this road. And right, however it was resolved, it was not in the public eye. And I truly believe, I don't care about Monique and Netflix. I agree with you. I believe that Nene Leakes and Bethany Frankel are not able to work on TV again. I, I do. I, I, I do. That is my belief. I'm not saying it's fair. I'm not saying, you know, this and that. Everyone's saying, if well, if Shannon, if you're calling for Shannon to be fired, what about Teresa's table and this? One thing has nothing to do with another. The world changes every day and where everyone is held to a different set of standards by a media company every hour on the hour. I'm not saying it's fair. Life is not fair and business is certainly not fair. And guess what? Flying back and forth between New York and LA, the entertainment business is the least fair thing in the world next to politics, right? So- I have to tell you guys about my favorite new discovery, Wild Gray. This website has everything you need for beauty, fashion, lifestyle. Of course, my favorite section is the designer handbags. They have Prada, Gucci. Of course, they have Louis Vuitton. Hello, my favorite. And everything is at a, such a great price for the value. Wild Gray is true curated excellence where every brand is handpicked just for you. Again, my favorite is the Louis Vuitton. But they have vitamins, supplements, workout accessories, and it's great for gifts. So what are you waiting for? Explore beauty products, fashion-forward trends, and captivating lifestyle essentials at Wild Gray. Right now, with the code VELVET20, you guys get $25 off your purchase. So visit Wild Gray, W-Y-L-D-E-G-R-E-Y.com to get $25 off with code VELVET20. I believe in my heart of heart, I agree with you. I don't know if doing this interview with Bethany 
was, but I, I, so it's like, here's the difference between Nene and Bethany. I think Bethany, before she said reckoning, reckoning and is doing all this, you have to look at her new Instagram post. I believe Bethany said, wait, I want to go back for 5 million. They're not letting me. They're, they want me to go back for 1 million or whatever. I don't want that. And eventually she pitched a new show. And eventually Bethany said, it, it's over, Bethany. She said to herself, she looked in the mirror because she knows it all, remember. And she said, it's over. It's just face it, t- time of death. You will never be back on Bravo on your terms. Yeah. It's over. And then she's balls to the walls reckoning. So I believe Bethany knows she'll never be back on Bravo. I think that... Nini, to your point, where is CAA? Like to me, if I were her agent, I would have said, if you believe all this racism and all these claims, go for it. Do, you know, you you can do what you think is right if that's going to help you sleep at night, but you will never be back on TV. That's what I would have said. And so I would have said, take a week, take two weeks, take a month. I'm not saying it's right, people. I'm just saying if I were giving her advice, I would say you have two choices. Get the fuck over it. It was racism, whatever it was, put it under, sweep it under the rug, just like everyone else and me too. And everyone who doesn't say things and go on and work or speak out and do what you feel is right. So you're able to sleep at night as a person. But if you do what's right, it could cost you your TV career. It's up to you. I mean, you talk to Rose McGowan, she wrote a whole book on it. She swears that her opportunities are gone. Thanks. Uh, They are. I'm sure. I'm sure they are. There's who is going to want to hire one of the biggest advocates of me too. They and, should. And we're not saying, right. Should. They should. That's not how these companies work. It's just, it's just not, you know? Listen, I, I have a situation very similar. I have been approached by a major housewife to do something in the podcast space, probably on this podcast. And I, I'm not probably going to do it. Because behind the velvet rope is a network. The Sarah Fraser show is a network. I work with Catherine. I work with Melissa Rivers. I work with you. The minute someone is too high maintenance or too, too, too much for, for the corporate machine here, I, I can't work. You're, you're, you're useless to me. It, it doesn't work. The, the train is leave. So someone has actually, and it would be probably a whole disaster when all was said and done. And so that is the thing. It's like, if you have someone like, Who's going to hire Bethany and say, hey, Bethany's people, the contract is 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 sent over. She hasn't signed it. No, Bethany's going to say, OK, no, 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 hold on. Reckoning do, 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 cross this. Nobody is going to put a contract out to have that happen. They're going to say, sign the contract, remove one clause and let's go, babe. Right. That's how it works. No, I have two follow up questions. And then I know because <laughs> we have like a million things to get to. But. One was, what did you make of when Nene says, because Bethany did ask her a question like, well, does anyone back your story, essentially? And Nene said, yeah, in texts, in text messages, which to me implied like people, she didn't use the name Kenya or anyone, but it was kind of implying that a lot of the women of color on the show backed what she said via text, but would not go on record saying that. I mean, for a major lawsuit like this, you can't, can't you deposition people? Can't you like... Because my thing is, how is she going to prove? Okay, to me, I look at this franchise, right? And I think what the amazing part is about this is Andy literally resurrected women's careers over 40. Our girl Garcelle famously said in Hollywood, and so did Rena. Once you were 40, that was it. You were done. Bravo has single-handedly made women over the age of 40 stars millionaires of all different colors. I mean, look look at Candy. Now, Candy was a millionaire, I'm sure, when she came into it. But Candy's a multi multi million millionaire from it. Kenya's probably a millionaire from it. Um, you know, I mean, I think Robin, our girl Rob got, you know, Robin's probably on her way to being Jeez, a millionaire. I mean, with that, her hat. that that Robin Dixon, man, she is holding on and do not count her out, man. Candy Gal is now launching a music career and probably a millionaire. I mean, I just to me, I see this for, now again, I did I I had a lot of empathy when the women said Nini and Bethany said, look, the show is exhausting. It's so much work. I, I agree. And the and general public doesn't realize because you think, oh, it's glamorous. They're just coming into your house. You and I know because we've worked in television. It's so much more than that. It's production coming to you with meetings and when you're going to go to this party and say this and do this and go after this person. It's exhausting, right? Long nights, early mornings. Um, But can't she? OK, so to get back to my point, I mean, 
how does she get people? Doesn't she need witnesses like to corroborate uh, her story? Like, and can't she call these housewives that she says won't go on record? Well, we don't even really have a lawsuit now. I mean, we didn't get that far, right? The whole thing is is over. I mean, whatever they're trying to work out, I don't really. Okay, so now it's just a settlement. I guess you're right, right? It's not really a lawsuit. That's, I mean, I have my own thoughts on that. Is there really a piece just lingering? I mean, she keeps saying there is. Really? Well, to your, I kind of agree with you because if there's a piece lingering, why are you doing a a podcast? Aren't you? I don't. I don't hurting I don't yourself. I, I don't believe it. That's just me. I I don't believe it. I think it's over. It's over. It's over. And 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 <sighs> you know and and that is the difference. You know, Vicky's thing was quiet, and however it worked out. I mean, that's what it. That's what it is. You know, look. She says she felt retaliated against. I love how Nini turned the the question around and said to Bethany, "Do you feel retaliated against since you're reckoning?" I mean, uh, the only thing I don't know if I. So here's another thing I took away. Like Bethany acts like, look, she was on the show. She does a lot of the same thing that we do here, exposing the real way things work. But my whole thing is she's so like shocked, like we're revealing everything. Like it is combative. It's, it's, you know, a a bad behaviors. Like everything she's saying, it's like, no shit. Like, what is your point? Like, you're not going to expose, like she's not going to appeal to the woman that is 42 right now that is sitting home in Salt Lake and is saying like, oh, you know, I think that Whitney Rose is on her last leg and maybe I'll be replacing her next season. I'm not saying that about Whitney, but you understand that the the girl in the middle of nowhere in New Jersey, who's like, I can do it. Fucking Rachel food is doing whatever Bethany is saying. Like, I think people know that that is the just, so it's like, my whole thing is like, what do you want? You said you didn't want to talk about all this forever. Now you're talking about it nonstop. Like you're not going to have an aha moment with these people. Everyone knows what housewives is. It is bad behaviors rewarded and it's bitter and table flips and wig pulls. And, and what is your point? Like, are you trying to, to warn people about what they're getting into? I don't know. Don't people know what they're getting into at this point? Oh, it's over a decade old. Yeah, I think people do for sure. So that was that. That was that, you know, and then so, yeah, they're retaliated against. I didn't really understand. You think that they because then when they got into Andy and when she was like, you know, I was protecting him, I was protecting him and I realized he wasn't protecting me now. And Nini and Nini was like, ding, ding, ding. You think that they secretly want to be best friends with Bossman? I think, well, look, I mean, I don't know if you've been there in a work environment, but I have, I have with people that, you know, were in more positions of management that I thought we were good friends. I always tell you, you know, best advice that I didn't believe that I I got was when I was hired on the Kane show, Kane said to me after two weeks, congrats, it's not show friends, it's show business. And I thought, oh, no, no. I mean, we're friends. You're inviting me over to your house. You, you bought me a gift. You, you know, you you confide in me, you, you, right. And then like, no, when he didn't need me or when, you know, he needed a scapegoat, I was it. Like that's, you know, I understand they're hurt. I was hurt too for a long time, but I think when you can understand most of the time, people at your work are not your friends. Like, and see, I don't think they're both. I think Nene is hurt because Nene told the story. Very much, yeah. And she told the story of, and I understood it of like, you know, when you, when I used to text Andy Cohn and now to talk to Andy, I have to text an assistant to text the mother to text. So it, I understand. It, yes, really should, I get he, it. He grew up in the company. So I, I do think she's hard. And I would feel the same way. Like if someone, if all of a sudden it was like, wait, I'm doing two shows a week with Sarah fucking Frazier. And now I have to text her assistant to text her husband to text her. Like when, when you get, get in the show, Sarah, and move on, and forget, I'm going to be like, um, tell Sarah that she can buy knee pads and suck my dick. Okay. Pregnant or not pregnant. She can suck my fucking dick. I'm not texting an assistant <laughs> to talk to Sarah Frazier. So Sarah Frazier is out of the behind the velvet rope show, or she can fucking text me back directly. That would, so I understand it. Granted, if you ran a whole network and you're like, dear, your salary is either 1.2 million and you'll text my assistant or you'll fuck off. I would text your assistant. But so I think Nini's hurt. I truly believe, I can't yes, help it. Right. I truly believe that Bethany Frankel wants to be, and I'm not saying I don't like her. I believe 
Nini is hurt. And I believe Bethany is not hurt. I believe Bethany Frankel wants to be the richest, most powerful public figure associated with housewives, not Francis who runs NBC, not the people that are behind the scenes that nobody knows. And the only person standing in her way of success and $120 million and selling a company, I mean, you know, is Andy Cohn. That's it. I think to her, he is the most successful, richest you know, I mean, and I don't even think he's richer than her. I think they're pretty equal. But like, to, I think that she is jealous of Andy because he is the number one dog that is famous from this. And I think she wants to be. That's what I think. And I think she wants to take him down. I, I can't help that feeling. That's what I feel. Your okay, mouth I is open. It, yeah. Your no, mouth no, no, is I open. Gotcha. You no, don't have I to agree. agree. You don't have to no, agree. You, no, you actually, and you made a good point. Like, I think you're right. I want to take it back. Cause like I said, oh, you're, fr-, you know, when you work with people, they're not your friends. A lot of times we meet lifelong friends. I'm saying, I think with what their dynamic was, right. Is like, he was sort of their boss, but also like this on-air figure. So that was like murky. And, I, you know, I, I, I agree with your point that they did think that they were actually friends with Andy and Andy all along, or maybe just, you know, he started out friends with them, but then as he got more responsibility, I mean, it doesn't happen all the time in corporate. Come on. You've worked for Martha Stewart and everything. Like the higher you get for a job, they're like, well, don't talk to that employee. Don't, you know, you're no longer, now you're a manager, you're an executive producer. So you shouldn't be giving them, you know, heads up about that. I get it. Yes. I think Nini is so talented. It's just like, oh, I feel like it's so sad. Like, I think she's so lost since Greg. I don't know what her management is like, but, and maybe she doesn't listen. Maybe they tell her everything we're saying, but she just seems so lost, so talented. And it's like, I don't know if she's that woman that can like, can she start her own podcast? Cause she's waiting for someone to give her a podcast, but it's like, it doesn't really work like that anymore. You know, you have to, Start well, someone will give show. her Mark Mayer. You know, Mark Maron's another guy. You know, everybody knows Mark Maron's podcast. Mark Maron couldn't hardly work for years. He couldn't get a break. I mean, well, you know, he was in the brilliant, brilliant um, glow on NBC. Yeah, but that's him. after he resurrected. You know, he right. started his podcast and that went on and popping. I mean, there's a lot of people in Hollywood that have lost it all or thought they were on the trajectory to fame. It didn't happen. And it's like you've got to pull yourself up from your bootstraps and start it and i just don't know if she's I, you know I who know did that, that i mean i can't believe i'm giving her a shout out i mean she's still not over it and that's probably what's responsible for most of her adult issues but um the, the other one that 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 comedian woman juicy that juicy scoop up i mean i think she still oh. has a chip on her shoulder she was fired by chelsea sure. Handler. i don't think she's over that but she you know, went out and Juicy Scoop is a real, real real thing, thing, guys. So, I mean, stand up comedy tour. So she, you know, she, you know, Heather pulled, found it. Now, I don't think she's over that. She should be over that. You got a great podcast. You're making money, girl. Just write it out. But, but I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, well, a couple of things. This is like the last thing. Okay. Okay. Well, I was just going to say, I predict now it's just like the network. I told you now everyone's going to be saying, David, what major housewife approached you? That's not the point, but like, it's just like, and I'm not going to go it. I'm going to pass, but I am predicting that Nini will have a podcast. Now I know what you're going to say, Like it's a fine line. If she, first of all, anyone could have a podcast, but no one hands you money. I mean, you and I make a bunch of money here because we have earned it. Like no, no one's giving us money. We've earned the money. So Nini, that's the problem. Like when Vicky had a podcast, I've said this before, I'm not revealing anything. I mean, I'm not friends with Vicky. I'll reveal everything. I don't care. I mean, Vicky used to call me for advice on how to make her podcast successful. Like if I could clone myself, I even suggested I should just be Vicky's co-host on Whoop It Up way back. Cause I can make this podcast. I mean, that was 10 years ago. She's but, but so that Vicky was like, I don't understand where the money is. Well, Vicky, you have to earn the money. Like Teddy and yeah. Tamara have, so yeah. Nini could have a podcast. She could have a podcast. The deal is that Nini will get $0 on her first day. She will get $0 on her second day. And the second week, if we have numbers there, she's will put those in the bank. You still can't make money. You got to have like two or three months of consistent numbers. And then she'll make some money very little, and then it will grow into the empire that David and Sarah have and Teddy and Tamara and all these others. So I predict she might have a podcast, but she has to behave herself. 
She has to show up. She can't, there's no money. There's no money. And that's not a microaggression before everyone says that. I said the same thing to Vicky. I'm like, girl, there is no money until you actually have huge ratings. So I think I predict somebody will look at if Nini and Carlos. But why haven't they yet if they were going to? I mean, now the market's so saturated. Well, that's so. the thing. Is Nini too difficult to work with even for a podcast? I don't know. And by the way, let's, it's no microaggression. I can give you lots and lots and lots of housewives, like the one that I'm not interested in working with that are difficult. Like a lot of them are difficult. Yeah, it's not, it's not. TV, there's no million dollars to show up and have a drink. And, and it's hard work to do housewives, but you have to show up. And, and if it's a huge success, she'll make the money. I mean, listen, if Nini and Carlos did a morning after, it, it's we'll have to oh. wait till, until Atlanta's on. Genius idea. But, I mean, pick a different, I mean, it's, I guess it's kind of what Teddy and Tamara do, but not really. Why not just recap Atlanta the day after? I mean, and then do it for Potomac and do it for a keep going, do it for Miami, pick one show at a time. I mean, all you have to do is watch the show and talk. I mean, Nene would be great at that, but yes, you can't be difficult. You have to just take no money until you earn it. So I, that's where I don't know. That's where I don't know if she can do that. I don't know. I mean, it's not against her. Bethany can't do I mean, even Bethany didn't make any money on these podcasts in the beginning. She had to grow it into something. It's not even that big a thing, but it's doing well. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think Bethany has some deal. You know, when you sell yourself to Spotify is when you get a deal. And by the way, Spotify lost a ton of money on all their podcast purchases. I was going to say, basically, aside from Alex Cooper and Joe Rogan, they're getting rid of everybody, including- right. You know, Kim Megan, Kardashian, uh, Kim Kardashian. Right. And is Michelle, I don't know if Michelle Obama's deal has been renewed or not. I don't yeah. Think I mean, so. Okay. I, I know I keep saying this. I've got two last things, but okay. you know, with Nini, um, Oh God, what it just slipped my mind. Never mind. I was like, shit. I had one th- other thing to talk about. How about. she's feeling oh. sad. Uh, that part was really rough. I just felt like, Oh, I feel like she, you know, it's really sad. Like she's really missing Greg and, I feel like Greg was like the guider, you know, for the whole thing. I can't remember what I. It, I mean, look, she would be great in American Horror oh, Story. Why isn't wait, Ryan wait, Murphy wait. calling her? It's that's like that's what I was going to ask you and again. And this is why I will never. I'm done listening to Bethany. It's it's insufferable. Why didn't Bethany ask for the follow up question? Okay, because lots of times you can be blacklisted in an industry, right? I mean, look at Colin Kaepernick, Rose McGowan. But usually in another industry, people will bet on you, which is what Ryan Murphy did. Why didn't Bethany ask her, why did Ryan Murphy stop working with you? Right. I mean, you know, is it as simple as just Ryan Murphy had her in mind for two roles and then you're done? I mean, that happens a lot in Hollywood. And did 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 Bethany ask her a question like, do do you think you're blacklisted in Hollywood? Do you think you can't work as an actress? These these, these would be my questions. Well, she sort of did, but they didn't they didn't elaborate in what industries. I guess they just said television. So I guess that's implying Ryan Murphy. But I mean, Ryan Murphy is the although this thing just came out about him, like kind of blowing off and Angelica Ross. I don't know. I always thought Ryan Murphy was the type that said. You know, no one's taking a chance on you. I'm going to do it. Like, look, Aaron Spelling, after firing Shannon Doherty in 90210, put her in Charmed. He gave her another chance. Granted, she then got fired from that when Alyssa Milano walked in and said, it's that bitch or me. Shannon's the queen. So, I mean, no shade to the Shannon of the, but like, there is such a thing as like Aaron, like there, you would think someone like a writer, somebody would say, look, we're going to fire your ass the minute you get all difficult or if you do, but let's give you a chance, right? Like, let's give you a chance. She'd be great in American Horror Story. Basically what there she was implying, Nini was implying in this interview is that like Francis or Andy called Ryan Murphy and said, don't work with her anymore. I mean, do you, right. nothing shocks me in our business. Shocks certainly me. all that all the executives talk and her friends, but I mean, you know, of course, Bethany had no follow up to that. You know, Bethany had to talk about Bethany and interrupt a million times and vo- word vomit everywhere. Um, and talk about, you know, she she put this statement out now. I don't know if you saw it. I sent it to you on her Instagram of, I believe she's talking about Nini. She's saying that she's part of the problem, Bethany, and that she has judged housewives. Like, I think she's basically saying I read it. This is how I read her multi. She's saying like it's a reckoning and it's toxic and it's the environment. But she's saying 
I'm part of the problem. Like shame on me for judging people I've seen on TV. I took this whole statement of hers, which was like five pages, which has since been deleted on her Instagram, which I could share if people want, like to say, I judged oh, it's been Nene. deleted? Yeah. So wait, she put, the, she put this statement out that she judged Nini and then she deleted she it? She never mentioned Nini's name. I'm taking it to mean Nini. That she was saying like, she's saying in response to the conversation, I started, of course, I started. I've been reflecting a lot on my career, my words, my actions, and of course, my opinions. I've been thinking about the media and entertainment, its role in provoking skewed opinion towards current events. I just took, the, yeah, it's definitely deleted. Um, it's, I, I definitely took this as her judging Nini as, you know, difficult and, and drama. And I, this is just how I took it. And after sitting with her, she realizes just what a kind, wonderful soul Nini is. That's how I read this whole thing. I sent it to you. It's lit. I would read it. It's literally like five pages of an Instagram story and I can't, but she's basically saying like, she judged people uh, it's, it's like 10 pages. Sorry. So yeah, I'll post it, but that's what, you know, listen, I think, yeah, I, and I, this is, and so again, sad. I'm not, I, I'm not criticizing Nini. I felt, yeah, I felt just like with Raquel. I felt like <clears> this is all for Bethany. She's showing her sympathy now. You know, if you're not going to join the reckoning, then just get out of the way. If you're not on board for the reality reckoning, she's not going to help you. And, you know, I think it's also interesting that Bethany's saying she, she pitched a show at that it's called Ebony and Ivory about like going oh into in an RV to like black and white places. I mean, talk about microaggressions and things. I have a problem that with that. That was so insufferable again. I know. And for me to sit there and like, ugh, listen to that, go on. Yeah, and I, I just, I, I really thought there were times where she was saying to Nini things and Nini was like, what? And then she, she wasn't listening to Nini when she was like, no, that's actually not the case. I mean, it wasn't said that direct. And Bethany was like, no, no, no. You like you, you were you were going to do this or like, oh, there was something else where she's like, no, like they were phasing you out. They were going to give you like six episodes. And Nini was like, what are you talking about? She's like, they were going to make you a friend of. And Nini was like, they were never going to make me a friend of. And but he's like, yeah, yeah, they, they, they like were. They were going to make you a friend of and still give you a lot of like she was trying to compliment her. But Nini was actually saying, like, what you're saying is actually not true. And she didn't hear it. She didn't hear it. She was like. No, no, no. In the end, when they were going to give you six episodes at a friend, Nina was like, no, that's not true. And then Bethany eventually- condescending to her throughout the entire interview with the first part where Nini explained how her mother was young when she had Nini and her aunt raised her. And then in the episode, so, you know, how traumatic that was, because when she got to middle school and high school, she really wanted her mother, her biological mother, even though her aunt did a very good job. Then in the next episode, Bethany goes, oh, you know, when you wanted your real parents, you know, you know, when you wanted a real, it's like everything was so backhanded to this woman who is here talking about how she's been discriminated against. It was, by Bethany the way, the worst fucking human being. And I should have my friend, Jessica Kierson, the comedian who opened for Bethany's talk show, who said she was the most vile person ever. It was so condescending. I mean, that's where it's like, where is her agent listening to this prior to it going out and going, sorry, no, this is like not a, an empowering platform for this woman. It's like Nini was like a wounded person who Bethany saw blood and just like started. Ugh, I, I just, I have nothing. I don't want to be too negative because somebody tweeted us and was like, Sarah sound negative. And I love Nini. Um, Nini I mean, I, I'm serious. Like I I'm going to make an offer. Go, I'll, I'll, let me make an I'll offer. work with us. I'm like, Nini, I yeah. could make you a star. Like uh, I I, I, I'm going to make an offer that I will do Atlanta recaps every day after the show with Nini leaks. This is my formal offer. Dude, You guys would make a fucking fortune. You are a genius behind the scenes that people don't even realize. And I thought, I thought the same thing, Nini, let me help you you are a star you are the next we're winner. gonna put it on patreon only and we'll but split everything exactly Nini. and, and by the way you don't have to do anything i mean i think i should get a little more because i'm gonna have to fucking sit here and edit it and shit but she can have half just show up nini and we'll do a recap every day after atlanta when when it's on it, it'll be it'll be i really enjoy her in these She's interviews amazing i, She's I really amazing. enjoy her i find her very authentic me too. And you I know, find and listen, and by the way, lady. Andy, Andy, I think Andy, look, I think Andy has a predilection towards 
there are look i don't i look i don't think anyone's his friend i agree with you excuse me let, right. let me take that back anderson it's, cooper is his right. best friend because anderson's exactly. a rockefeller and he has a second and, best friend and her name is sarah jessica parker because she's the, the she's every gay man me. wants to like pass out in front of her and his other friend is uh kelly ripa and mark consuelos those oh, are his friends his friends now do i think he has a very very close last summer he he went to Luann's Fosé party. I mean, he doesn't go to these things because, you know, he was in the Hamptons. Do I think, like, he really, truly loves Ramona? He does. He fired her. He does. Does he love Luann? He fired her, too. Sure, she's hired back. But I think there are certain New York City housewives, because New York is his home, and he's lived in the same village apartment forever, the West Village, that he feels close. I think it's Ramona. I think it's Luann. And some little bit of Sonia. Those are, that's it. It's not the new girls, you know, maybe Jenna, because she's his his age. He likes Jenna. Those are his like, so I do think he has a predilection towards a few New York women. And I think he really likes Teresa, but let's just boil, because she's given her, but he didn't go to Teresa's wedding right across the bridge. So like Andy, and when he goes to Luann's party, he's there for three minutes on the way to something else. So yeah, this is not your friend. So I'm sorry if like Nini or any of these people thought Andy was your friend. He will do just what he has to do for the show. As as would I, as, as do I right here at Behind the Velvet Rope. Well, I get what's so hurtful about Nini. Nini is like, look, this franchise was partly built on my back, you know, and she's she's correct. She's right. She is right. It's just that, you know, that it's hard in a in corporate. They don't care. You know what right. I mean? Nobody like, cares. I had, to, I had to find that out, too. Like, yeah, they're going to use you. They're going to, like, work you to the bone for whatever amount of hundreds of thousands of dollars or millions in her case they make. And then they're going to dispose of you. And it's like that old saying that, you know, if you drop dead at work in 30 days, they're going to post a job description of your job and they're going to replace you. You know, I mean, that's what and I, I feel for her. And I do think she probably she has a case. I hope she gets something. She says Kim Zolciak didn't have to work when they had to work. Very good point. That to me seems like discrimination and racism. If Kim didn't have to show up like they had to show up, was paid the same amount, but held to a different standard, unless that was somewhere in Kim's contract, that seems like she's right. These black women are going to go to work and this white woman isn't. You know, that I thought was a valid point. I just it's so personal for Nini and it's it's sad because she's such a talent. And I think she thinks that they should be treating her right. And they're just never how corporate works. It's like, you just got it. I'm not saying don't pursue it, you know, legal when there's money, but just, you just have to somehow like move on. Right. You're always used in corporate America. You're always used and you're always kicked out. Yeah. It was built on your back and now you are fired and they are not going to take you back and the show is going to go on. So like everyone crying how awful Atlanta was last season, it was awful. I will go double down and say it was awful a year before bringing Nini back to fix the franchise. It will never happen. So we have to think of another solution here of how to fix this broken franchise. It's, it's just, it is what it is. It's, it's, it is what it is. And that's why it's just like, when we'll wrap up, you just got to let it go. And I mean, I feel the same for Bethany. Like you want to keep talking about this. Like everyone knows that housewives is toxic and it's built on fighting and hating. And and, and everything she's saying is true. Yes. Everyone is fighting over who's holding the apple. Guess what? Shannon Doherty and Jenny Garth fought over a, a, a red dress. Then we have this show saved by the bell and do, do, do go, go down any sitcom where people are working together who hate each other yes um sean hayes and deborah messing and you know they love each other and will and grace there's friends you know there's very few shows that actually everybody just loves each other but that is hollywood so okay everyone's fighting over who's holding the apple and who gets to sit next to boss man at at reunion sure and who's gonna go after who on social media yes it's a toxic environment that's why you're paid hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars i don't think this is like the cause the cause is let's cure cancer can someone cure cancer here today does anyone have to to donate money to cure it like i I don't understand like this isn't like i mean bethany has a great i mean a reality reckoning and them getting paid for their images and memes and where they're distributed countries 100 percent. but bethany is the worst spokesperson ever i mean 
you know, if she really wanted this, you'd turn it over to sag after who've been doing it for nearly 100 years, if not 100 years since, okay, not quite, 1930s it started. You know, who are the pros at unionizing, who have talked to these executives? But it's, it's she's absolutely the worst. I'm done. <laughs> Girl, we got to go. This was a right, superstar, like, long episode. Uh, yeah. Um, Bye, honey love, everyone. It will help your breast look good and listen to the Sarah Fraser show. And we're going to be back with a lot very soon, Sarah. You got it. Bye, David. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.